The next feature I'm going to kick off with is a series that we had started off on Wednesday already, bringing, uh, bringing the debut. And this morning we bring you another episode of the series with an American youth podcaster. Uh, her name is Amsal Rahim, and uh, she's talking about Know Your Worth. So inshallah, take a listen to this. Assalamu alaikum, beautiful Cape Town, and heartiest welcomes to all of you, wherever you're tuning in from. Whether you're getting ready for work or simply chilling, I hope that your day has started on a very happy note. And if not, we hope that this show will inshallah cheer you up. I warmly welcome you to AM Inspirations on Voice of the Cape radio station. You are all tuning into Know Your Worth with me, your host, Amsal Rahim. This special segment is designed to explore the lives of unique, dynamic, and brilliant Muslim women to enlighten and inspire you. As we all know, it's Women's Month. Hence, the show is all about celebrating our amazing Muslim women. I am incredibly pleased to introduce to you our guest on today's show, Sister Elena Nikolova from the UK. Elena is an international speaker, a chartered Islamic marketeer, and the founder of Muslim Travel Girl, the only Muslim-oriented blog in the West on miles, points, and deals. Elena is a certified coach and has embarked on a mission to open the doors for Muslim to travel internationally and has become the go-to for Muslim travelers. So. I'm really excited to talk to her today, and I hope y'all are too. So without further ado, let's welcome our special guest on the show. Assalamu alaikum, Elena. Wa alaikum salam, I'm so happy to be here. Thank oh, you. I am absolutely happy to have you. It's such a joy. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, I'm very, very well. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to that and um, sharing more about Muslim Travel Girl and some um, inspirational things for women. Oh yeah, isn't this isn't that what this show is all about? You know, just inspiring and uplifting and celebrating our women. So, Elena, when I hear the words Muslim travel girl, I don't know what it is. I get thrilled and my energy levels just spike. I mean, who doesn't love traveling, isn't it? So, can you tell us a little bit about what exactly Muslim Travel Girl is all about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't love traveling, right? Um, I know, right? <laughs> you get this butterfly and excitement in your stomach. So Muslim Travel Girl um, was born um, a couple of years ago out of a need, if I can say. It started as a hobby. But basically, MuslimTravelGirl.com helps Muslims explore the world in style without breaking the bank. And it is a form of encouraging and inspiring Muslims from around the world to travel for less and yet see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for us. Because um, traveling is uh, recommended in Islam and it's a beautiful way to give dawah as well as seeing, you know, the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, um, sorry, I started it about two and a half years ago. As a hobby, when people started asking me, oh, how do you do it? How do you find all these deals? Where do you go? Places to eat halal food, etc., etc., things to see. And um, alhamdulillah, three years um, now almost, and we are one of the largest Western Muslim-friendly travel blogs. We're actually the largest Muslim-friendly travel blog, um, helping thousands of people every month to travel from around the world. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. I love how you say that, you know, Islam encourages for us to explore the world. And this reminds me of a quote that I read just, na- just a while back on your Facebook page. It said that traveling teaches you modesty because you realize, you know, your insignificance on the earth and you know the fact that you're just a speck yeah. you know what i mean yeah definitely i think 
Uh, one of the things that I love about Muslim Travel Girl and I love sharing with people and people actually share with me is that when they visit places that are so beautiful that you think, wow, you know, Allah Taala made this. Like, imagine what Jenna's going to be like. You know, so many beautiful places around the world because um, I do showcase a lot of things that readers write for the blog and there are some amazing photos from um, beautiful exotic destinations. Oh yeah, and for anyone who hasn't seen Elena's page, guys, I really recommend you to go and check the page out. Honestly, it's such a delight. Elena, so how did all of this start? How did Muslim Travel Girl come into being? I was, so I was born in a very multicultural environment. I was born in Greece. I was raised in Bulgaria. I, I live in the UK for the past 10 years. I've literally spent 10 years in each country. Um, and um, I see, I became Muslim about five years ago. And I saw that when I started traveling, there were so many misconceptions about Muslim and Muslims were afraid of, um, you know, traveling because they don't know how they're going to be perceived. And then non-Muslims who um, don't know much about Muslims kind of create that barrier. So one of the things I wanted when I started Muslim Travel Girl was to share what is to be Muslim, what is to be Muslim in traveling and exploring. And um, it really combines my love for travel. I was born kind of in the travel industry. My parents used to own a hotel. Um, it was my dream to work in travel. And I guess Allah, Allah made it a reality because I have a master's in Islamic finance, so it's very different. Um but Allah made it a reality for me and you know through the blog I get to help I get to speak on the travel topic I get to help shape the halal travel industry which is amazing and I can't be more grateful that is incredibly awesome so tell me something Elena how exactly does Muslim Travel Girl facilitate in dispelling these stereotypes and misconceptions like you mentioned so um basically um we obviously share and encourage Muslims to actually go out and travel and see places and to be a form of dawah because we know that one of the easiest way to give dawah uh, and you know to break barriers is to actually smile and to smile to recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of my readers who are actually non-Muslims who come to the website more of an interesting way of a curiosity to see you know what Muslims talk about, what is really that they you know, they need or how they live. And I get some amazing comments from non-Muslims and it's, it's, you know, it's pretty amazing. I also work a lot with companies where um, they come to me asking, you know, how can we make our properties, our hotels better for Muslims? You know, recently I was um, traveling and reviewing some properties for like honeymoon destinations. And it's brilliant because, you know, it, it helps bring and bridge those differences to make even more opportunities for Muslims to travel in a halal way. Mm -hmm. This is amazing because not only are you, you know, facilitating Muslims to travel the world, but then you're also stirring this interfaith dialogue, which is absolutely amazing. Which brings me to my next point, Elena. Um, sometimes it gets a little cumbersome for practicing Muslim women to travel because, you know, some of them observe and don hijab and then, you know, you don't have those Muslim friendly places and beaches and some of the most coveted places is a huge predicament. So tell me something. How can a Muslim woman enjoy her holiday at an optimum level and then stay within the bounds and the limits set by Allah? at the same time so i don't see why uh, muslim women can't travel and they cannot keep their modesty they cannot you know be in the boundaries of islam um especially obviously you have to have a mahram if you want to travel if that is a requirement that you you, you know you you're obliged to but um 
there are many destinations, there are many cities you can explore that are totally Muslim friendly. You can have halal food, you can have a mosque to pray. You can even have a totally 100% private accommodation where you can remove your scarf. Um, and that's what All Muslim Travel Girl is about, to actually encourage women who feel a little bit um, sort of, you know, apprehensive with traveling to actually open up and say, hey, you know what? You can actually do it and you can still keep your modesty. It's totally okay. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely possible to do it. Obviously, you know how you feel about it and what you have to do to make you as comfortable as possible. But when it comes to um, keeping up with Islam, uh, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely an option. You know, that's so important to understand because some Muslim women these days feel that they have to, you know, abandon or t at the least compromise their modesty, you know, to enjoy and for ent entertainment and to have fun. You know what I mean? And then here you are showing us, you know, in practical terms, you don't really have to do that to enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You don't have to. I mean, I know many of my readers wear niqab, wear hijab, wear full of bias, and they still travel. And you know, that's the beauty of Islam. That's the beauty of traveling that if we don't travel when we don't mix, we're always going to have these misconceptions. So let's travel and break them. I know, right? Exactly. And then at the end of the day, we need to understand the fact that, you know, Islam and you know, the tenets of Islam really inhibit us. You know what I mean? And I love your, your really creative and dynamic way of, you know, disseminating this message to the world, you know? Mashallah. Thank you. So yeah, um, Elena, you have specialized in a subject that I must say is not predominantly taken up by women. And, you know, even if there are women out there who want to pursue such topics are actually hindered and deterred by their families because you know they say oh you know this is not a subject that women do this is a subject that's you know up for men to pursue so what is your advice for muslim women who aspire to start their own businesses and um, that are dominated by males uh, and conventionally are taken up by males what what would be your advice for such women um wow so for me um i think it's a very it's a very different concept because obviously um you, you when you start a business, no matter what business, a family support is very important because being an entrepreneur is hard work. <laughs> if you enjoy working 12 hours a day, then uh, yeah, definitely start a business. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you have a passion for something, I believe that no, it doesn't matter what field it is. Um, if you have a passion for it, then you should go and, and pursue it. Uh, ideally, I know Finance, for example, where I was, it's a very, very male-dominated um, environment. And it is, um, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting area. However, some of the, I know some women who do amazing job, they work in finance and you don't have to mix. For example, one of the things, the problems um, that they have is that you have to mix with males. You don't have to mix with males. There are many ways you can pursue your dreams, even if it's online, even if you want to start a business online. It's a lot more possible now. Um, and even now, uh, we're in totally different countries and continents and we still can, you know, can talk and do work. Um, so definitely, if you have a passion, research it, ask, find a mentor, which I think is very important, and then go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then also we need to remember the fact that, you know, so long as we're adhering to what's pleasing to Allah SWT to the best of our ability, He'll make it easy for us, you know? Of course, definitely, definitely. Dua, the power of dua is amazing. Exactly, because I feel like, you know, the distinction between, oh, this is what a man's supposed to do and this is what a woman's supposed to do is more of a social construct than anything else, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, Elena, now share one practical pro tip on how women can, you know, take the first step in pursuing her entrepreneurial dream and, you know, just setting aside all inhibitions and hesitations and fears. Wow. One practical tip. Um, I think I get two, but um, let me recap them. So, my number one thing will be to research your industry. Um, obviously, the number one for me would be have a passion in that. But the number two will be research your industry. Um, because with the more, the more research you do, the more you will know whether it's the right thing for you. And then once you fall in love with it, you wouldn't mind the 12 hours work. You wouldn't mind all the negativity that comes from family, friends, um, with you working and pursuing because it is not an easy task. However, it can be very rewarding and be very enjoyable. So my number one will be definitely research it. The number two will be find a mentor. Find somebody who's already done it, who you look up to, and then ask them to help you out. Ask them to uh, do an apprenticeship with them. Um, offer your services even for free for a few months, just so you get that experience and you're 100% sure uh, in your you know, in your dream. Yeah, I think there were some really amazing points that you shared. Sisters who are listening, I hope you're taking notes, inshallah. So, Elena, you mentioned that you're a revert and it's been five years since you revert to Islam. Mashallah, must have been, you know, one whirlwind of a journey. So, would you like to share with us what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in the past five years that you'd like to share with our sisters listening to here? In oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do I condense all the lessons I've learned? You know, um, you know, one, one of the, the number one lessons I learned is patience, actually. Um, patience and that everything has a purpose and everything has a reason and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it happen one way or the other. Um, and I say patience because uh, when I converted, my family was very negative. Um, they didn't accept it. They didn't like me having, wearing hijab. They didn't like me practicing. You know, I, I did a 360 degrees change. So having patience to actually deal with them and um, sticking to my guns, mm. as we say, yeah. was, uh, was very, very important. But alhamdulillah, it works uh, fine. I think it was just, the patience and, um, you know, working with your family to kind of like see the beauty of Islam, whether they accept Islam or not, that's a different story. But to see that you, you know, you're still a normal person. Mm -hmm. Are they supportive of you now or five years down the line? Yes, Alhamdulillah, they're very supportive. Um, I don't have complaints, but I think it was the fact that I was very patient with them and I didn't say, you know what, that's, that's what my decision is. That's what I chose, um, like it or not. So, um, you know, five years has been a journey where I have to practice. I have to uh, show them not with my words, mostly with my actions, what Islam is about. And I think one of the most rewarding things, and I can say that, is that my sister said that since I became Muslim, I became a more um, a better person better person yes oh yeah that's the goal you know if that's that's something that you've accomplished it's really something you know may Allah bless you and crazy and goodness well thank you so much Elena that's been you know a beautiful conversation and loved hearing about Muslim travel girl and the you know lessons and gems that you shared with us and thank you so much thank you for having me you're most welcome hope you have a wonderful day inshallah